You're listening to Through the Bible by Faith Community Church. Join us for 365 consecutive days as we read God's Word together. This podcast uses the World English Bible, American Edition, a translation that is open source and in the public domain. To learn more about our ministry, please visit faithcommunityma.com. November 26, 1 Corinthians chapters 13 through 16. If I speak with the languages of men and angels, but don't have love, I become sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and know all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but don't have love, I'm nothing. If I give away all my goods to feed the poor, and if I give my body to be burned, but don't have love, it profits me nothing. Love is patient and is kind. Love doesn't envy. Love doesn't brag, is not proud, doesn't behave itself inappropriately, doesn't seek its own way, is not provoked, takes no account of evil, doesn't rejoice in unrighteousness, but rejoices in the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. Love never fails. But where there are prophecies, they will be done away with. Where there are various languages, they will cease. Where there is knowledge, it will be done away with. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part, but when that which is complete has come, then that which is partial will be done away with. When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I felt as a child. I thought as a child. Now that I have become a man, I have put away childish things. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part... But then I will know fully, even as I was also fully known. But now faith, hope, and love remain. These three, the greatest of these, is love. 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Follow after love, and earnestly desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. For he who speaks in another language speaks not to men, but to God. For no one understands, but in the Spirit he speaks mysteries. But he who prophesies speaks to men for their edification, edification, exhortation, and consolation. He who speaks in another language edifies himself, but he who prophesies edifies the assembly. Now I desire to have you all speak with other languages, but even more that you would prophesy. For he is greater who prophesies than he who speaks with other languages, unless he interprets that the assembly may be built up. But now, brothers, if I come to you speaking with other languages, what would I profit you unless I speak to you either by way of revelation or of knowledge or of prophesying or of teaching? Even lifeless things that make a sound, whether pipe or harp, if they don't didn't give a distinction in the sounds, how would it be known what is piped or harped? For if the trumpet gave an uncertain sound, who would prepare himself for war? So also you, unless you uttered by the tongue words easy to understand, how would it be known what is spoken? For you would be speaking into the air. There are, it may be, so many kinds of languages in the world, and none of them is without meaning. If then I don't know the meaning of the language, I would be to him who speaks a foreigner. And he who speaks would be a foreigner to me. So also you, since you were zealous for spiritual gifts, seek that you may abound to the building up of the assembly. Therefore, let him who speaks in another language pray that he may interpret. For if I pray in another language, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. What should I do? I will pray with the spirit, and I will pray with the understanding also. I will sing with the spirit, and I will sing with the understanding also. Otherwise, if you bless with the spirit, how will he who fills the place of the unlearned say the amen at your giving of thanks, seeing he doesn't know what to say? 
For you most certainly give thanks well, but the other person is not built up. I thank my God. I speak with other languages more than you all. However, in the assembly, I would rather speak five words with my understanding than I might instruct others also than 10,000 words in another language. Brothers, don't be children in thoughts, yet in malice be babies, but in thoughts be mature. In the law it is written, by men of strange languages and by the lips of strangers, I will speak to this people. They won't even listen to me that way, says the Lord. Therefore, other languages are for a sign, not to those who believe, but to the believing, but to the unbelieving. But prophesying is for a sign, not to the unbelieving, but to those who believe. If therefore the whole assembly is assembled together and all speak with other languages and unlearned or unbelieving people come in, won't they say that you are crazy? But if all prophesy and someone unbelieving or unlearned comes in, he is reproved by all and he is judged by all. And thus the secrets of his heart are revealed. So he will fall down on his face and worship God, declaring that God is among you indeed. What is it then, brothers? When you come together, each one of you has a psalm, has a teaching, has a revelation, has another language, or has an interpretation. Let all things be done to build each other up. If any man speaks in another language, let there be two, or at the most three, and in turn, and let one interpret. But if there is no interpreter, let him keep silent in the assembly, and let him speak to himself and to God. Let two or three of the prophets speak, and let the others discern. But if a revelation is made to another sitting by, let the first keep silent. For you all can prophesy one by one, that all may learn and be exhorted. The spirits of the prophets are subject to the prophets. For God is not a God of confusion, but of peace, as in the assemblies of the saints." Let the wives be quiet in the assemblies, for it has not been permitted for them to be talking except in submission, as the law says, if they desire to learn anything. Let them ask of their own husbands at home, for it is shameful for a wife to be talking in the assembly. What? what? Was it from you that the word of God went out? Or did it come to you alone? If any man thinks himself to be a prophet or spiritual, let him recognize the things which I write to you, that they are the commandment of the Lord. But if anyone is ignorant, let him be ignorant." Therefore, brothers, desire earnestly to prophesy and don't forbid speaking in other languages. Let all things be done decently and in order. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Now, I declare to you, brothers, the good news which I preach to you, also which you received, in which you also stand, by which you were saved, if you hold firmly the word which I preached to you, unless you believed in vain. For I delivered to you first of all that which I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures, and then he appeared to Cephas, then to the twelve. Then he appeared to over five hundred brothers at once, most of whom remain until now, but some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James, then to the apostles, and last of all, as to the child born at the wrong time, he appeared to me also. For I am the least of the apostles, who is not worthy to be called an apostle, because I was persecuted, the assembly of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. His grace, which was given to me, was not futile, but I worked more than all of them. Yet not I, but the grace of God, which was in me. Whether then it is I or they, so we preach, and so you believed. Now, if Christ is preached, that he has been raised from the dead, how do some of you say there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there is no resurrection of the dead, neither has Christ been raised. If Christ has not been raised, then our preaching is in vain, and your faith also is in vain. Yes, 
we are also found false witnesses of God because we testified about God that he raised up Christ, whom he didn't raise up if it is true that the dead are not raised. For if the dead aren't raised, neither has Christ been raised. If Christ has not been raised, your faith is in vain. You are still in your sins. Then they who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. If we have only hoped in Christ in this life, we are all of men most pitiable. But now Christ has been raised from the dead. He became the first fruit of those who were asleep. For since death came by man, the resurrection of the dead also came by man. For as in Adam all die, so also in Christ all will be made alive. But each in his own order, Christ the first fruits, then those who are Christ at his coming. Then the end comes when he will deliver up the kingdom to God the Father when he will have abolished all rule and all authority and all power. First, he must reign until he has put all his enemies under his feet. The last enemy that will be abolished is death, for he put all things in subjection under his feet. But when he says all things are put in subjection, it is evident that he is accepted who subjected all things to him. When all things have been subjected to him, then the Son will also himself be subjected to him who has subjected all things to him, that God may be all in all. Or else... What will they do who are baptized for the dead? If the dead aren't raised at all, why then are they baptized for the dead? Why do we also stand in jeopardy every hour? I affirm by the boasting in you, which I have in Christ Jesus our Lord, I die daily. If I fought with animals at Ephesus for human purposes, what does it profit me? If the dead are not raised, then let's eat and drink for tomorrow we die. Don't be deceived. Evil companionships corrupt good morals. Wake up righteously and don't sin. For some have no, no knowledge of God. I say this to your shame. But someone will say, how are the dead raised? And with what kind of body do they come? You foolish one. That which you yourself sow is not made alive unless it dies. That which you sow, you don't sow the body that will be, but a bare grain, maybe of wheat or of some other kind. But God gives it a body even as it has pleased him and to each seed a body of his own. All flesh is not the same flesh, but there is one flesh of men, another flesh of animals, another fish, and another of birds. There also are celestial bodies and terrestrial bodies, but the glory of the celestial differs. The glory of the celestial differs from that of the terrestrial. There is one glory of the sun, another glory of the moon, and another glory of the stars, for one star differs from another star in glory. So also is the resurrection of the dead. The body is, so, is sown perishable. It is raised imperishable. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. It is sown a natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. There is a natural body and there also is a spiritual body. So also it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living soul. The last Adam became a life-giving spirit. However, that which is spiritual isn't first, but that which is natural, then that which is spiritual. The first man is of earth, made of dust. The second man is the Lord of heaven. As is the one made of dust, such are those who are also made of dust. And as is the heavenly, such are they also that are heavenly. As we have borne the image of those made of dust, let's also bear the image of the heavenly. Now I say this, brothers, that flesh and blood can't inherit God's kingdom, neither does the perishable inherit imperishable. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We will not all sleep, but we will all be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet. 
For the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised incorruptible, and we will be changed. For this perishable body must become imperishable, and this mortal must put on immortality. But when this perishable body will have become imperishable and this mortal will have put on immortality, then what is written will happen. Death is swallowed up in victory. Death, where is your sting? Hades, where is your victory? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the Lord's work, because you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. 1 Corinthians chapter 16. Now, concerning the collection for the saints, as I commanded the assemblies of Galatia, you do likewise. On the first day of every week, let each one of you save as he may prosper that no collections are made when I come. When I arrive, I will send whoever you approve with letters to carry your gracious gift to Jerusalem. If it is appropriate for me to go also, they will go with me. I will come to you when I have passed through Macedonia, for I am passing through Macedonia. But with you it may be that I will stay with you or even winter with you, that you may send me on my journey wherever I go. For I do not wish to see you now in passing, but I hope to stay a while with you if the Lord permits. But I will stay at Ephesus until Pentecost, for a great and effective door has opened to me, and there are many adversaries. Now, If Timothy comes, see that he is with you without fear, for he does the work of the Lord, as I do also. Therefore, let no one despise him, but set him forward on his journey in peace, that he may come to me, for I expect him with the brothers. Now, concerning Apollos, the brother, I strongly urged him to come to you with the brothers, but it was not at all his desire to come now, but he will come when he has opportunity. Watch, stand firm in the faith, be courageous, be strong. Let all that you do be done in love. Now I beg you, brothers, you know the house of Stephanas, that it is the first fruits of Achaia, and that they have set themselves to serve the saints, that you also be in subjection to such and to everyone who helps in the work and labors. I rejoice at the coming of Stephanas, Fortunatus, and Archaicus, for that which was lacking on your part they supplied, for they refreshed my spirit and yours. Therefore, acknowledge those who are like that. The assemblies of Asia greet you. Aquila and Priscilla greet you warmly in the Lord, together with the assembly that is in their house. All the brothers greet you. Greet one another with a holy kiss. This greeting is by me, Paul, with my own hand. If any man doesn't love the Lord Jesus Christ, let him be cursed. Come, Lord, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you. My love to all of you in Christ Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to Through the Bible by Faith Community Church. To learn more about our ministry, please visit our website, faithcommunityma.com.